So here we are. We're at the end of the, uh, I mean, we're not even at the end of the virus. We still have this virus wrecking havoc. People are still dying. Just lost a loved one family member, uh, myself, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm not even in a couple weeks ago, just last week. I mean, this is so devastating us. Just I, I, on top of just everything that has happened, inflation costs, uh, costs shortages, all this madness, it seems like. It seems like, to, I mean, relatively speaking, when people would say dish, like things aren't just the same. It's usually from someone that's lived in a, in a different era, a different time, and with that being said, to be more defiant, someone that's older than you, right? Yep. But here, as not even mid-aged men, grown men, not young, not old, but at the age to where we should know absolutely right from wrong and um, definitely old enough to have learned from mistakes, would you be on the side with me to admit that things are gen generally fucked up and truly meaning that not coming from the sense of uh, an expression of being older, you know, of, of, have, of times have changed, but r really though, like things are just bad now. Oh yeah, of course. I, I definitely agree with you on that part because, uh, you know, if you think about like how we, it was, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, kid, like they say kids are uh, oblivious to adult life and everything, but we have been around, you know, good times and bad times uh both but right now it just seems like the worst of times it is it has been the worst of times no one living on the fucking planet you know when you put it down to late terms was prepared for this virus we had no ideas that this virus would you know exist during our lifetime to everyone that exists uh around around the planet and uh uh, it, it, it's just it's it's been heartbreaking you know when someone goes through something uh, you feel for them but literally the whole world is going through something together oh yeah exactly uh, I mean we're all like like you, you said like this virus like you, you, you everyone keeps saying like towards the end of it but this is just still like the peak of it I, I believe like it's you know like the virus is here it's gonna stay here it seems like you know but people are not you know taking care of themselves or following the rules I'm not saying you know whatever each his own to each his own but you know that's just it's just fucked up everything else is going on too like yeah it's a, it's not a, it, I definitely agree with you the American way to be uh, to each his own the freedom of choice but it's literally at a, a point and stage in time where that that freedom of choice is blurry, yeah. Because of just what's happening, of what uh, the the lack of knowledge, the uh, uh, the the advancement of knowledge, it, it it all it just comes to a point of just where the whole the solution, the answer is just blurry. And for the most part, people are kind of getting on board on, on, on doing what's necessary. And when I say that, I really kind of just mean being vaccinated. But even then, we have so many people that aren't choosing to be vaccinated, that can't be vaccinated. People that are vaccinated are still getting sick. I mean, we're up to our third shot now in, in the last two years, right? We've had a first dose of antibodies, a second dose of antibodies, and then 
uh, booster. Yeah. And now, you know, other countries have even like Israel, for example, have gave their elderly 65 and older a fourth shot, which is not, you know, something that could happen here. So I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you say the peak. I say I hope I no because I hope not really but I mean logically speaking we thought it was the end of the first variant coronavirus a year ago and then we had the Omicron come that just was highly more contagious and just you know did it wasn't you know quote unquote severe but let alone we still lost many of lives just like we did from the first variant and I mean with everything that's just fucked up all over the top all over the edge um it's a time where we definitely need to come together, right? As family and friends. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I mean, no one would disagree, I feel, right? If any old friends or family members or just, you know, anyone you haven't gotten a hold of or been wanting to contact, is now's the time to do so. But with that being said, wanting to do so, it's not that easy to do so because you don't know if you could see the person or talk to the person if they're sick, if they have a family member that's sick and they're, you know, they're isolating. I mean, it's just a, life is just completely distorted. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like uh, like you say that, like family first, like I was uh, trying to reconnect with uh, my cousins and uh, my, he uh, hit me up on New Year's like, hey, primo, like we need to hang out and stuff like that. And uh, I find out five days later he passed away. So. And that's the thing with the COVID right now is just you don't know. Yeah. And uh, with anything, it was just life. And that's just the thing is like now it, it started off to where it was like okay, people with uh, underlying health issues are most susceptible to dying and become so, um, severely ill. But it, now it's just gotten to the point to where you just kind of read and come across stuff where people that are. You know, double vaccinated, boosted, are still getting hospitalized, you know, in critical condition and then come back and, you know, giving it to someone and people are just dying. I mean, this is just bad to the point to like now where I was scared of catching it, but now to where it's just like if whatever happens, happens. And and really being an, a human, you know, and kind of an American way of life, you know, just taking day by day, you know, striding, you know, doing what you got to do, running errands. You, I don't want to say uh, in, a, in a world kind of personnel perspective, but in an American kind of lifestyle, kind of taking care of our priorities and making sure we're on top of our game is, is, is what we do, right? Yep. And making sure that we do things to avoid mistakes, stress, and denial, right? Yeah. That that's what helps us sleep at night is knowing that we've done everything we can as far as our, our work habits, you know, our jobs, our daily, you know, lives, uh, our, our relationships, you know, with loved ones, with friends, you know, just you know, walking our dogs, daily taking care of our pets, just daily activities that we do, laying down at night and resting or in day, depending on when your work shift is, and knowing that you've done everything you can to make your life comfortable yeah. to where you have no late bills no, you don't owe anyone money you know and you know along those lines that that's what helps you sleep at night and i feel like we're in a, a current state where no one is uh sleeping good at night because they either have a, 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 you know they're not their their work life has changed and it could be changed depending, you know, on week to week if someone gets sick or not. They have a loved one or a relative that's sick. They're sick. It's it's kind of like 
you don't know what's going to happen next, right? And I feel with the lifestyle that I just explained previously on how what we're used to and what we do, what makes us feel like we have accomplished today is just now distorted. Like I said, I, I there's no room for settlement. So it's just the state of constant you know, uh, uh, restlessness, yeah. which is a cause for anxiety, for stress, for anger, depression, depression, and all the other things that make us not happy as people. Yeah. And uh, now, after saying all that, you know, and I mean, you know, you know, we're like brothers. We, you know, we we do what we can with our friends, and luckily, I mean, you know, we hear. A lot of we we know a lot of people. We hear a lot of stories from people we come across. You know, most of the time when we come across people, they they've grown apart from friends and you know family members that they were close to. Not for because of any fights or bickering or any kind of you just know time. Yeah, disagreements. Just time. Time takes place, which is totally understandable. But you know, uh, uh, on the other hand, you know, like with us, for example, we have like a, a stable group of friends that you know. Thank thankfully, you know, to God, I thank every day. We're fortunate to have, but I mean, it's just not like that for a lot of people. And there's a, we we learn to make the best of that right now. But you know, like we just said, it, it could happen to us or to anyone else, just like it, it has been. And like now, with all that being said, with all that set on settlement, now we have the possibility, the actual fucking threat, of a war breaking out. And not just like, you know, ISIS or, you know, the Middle East, which which is not my, why, the way I, I just said it, not saying that that's not bad in itself. That's a big deal. That's horrible what happens in the Middle East. But we have a big country like Russia Whoa. lining up thousands of soldiers on the border of Ukraine and threatening an invasion. We hear plots of uh, now that America has gotten involved and NATO involved. You know what's going on at the Russian border with Ukraine? That Ukraine, uh, Russia could be, you know, planning a, a false attack by Ukraine that is published publicly, you know, to the Russian people or whoever to cause this invasion. I don't think this is something that is if if it, if Russia does invade Ukraine, it's something that's just going to be like a small, no big deal. We got Russian uh, American troops now. Thousands of American troops uh, that are uh, mobile and ready to do what they got to do working with NATO forces to avoid this invasion Now we know For a fact that Russia would like nothing more but to have Ukraine back under their power uh, what, what would be uh, your opinion on that dish? No, yeah, of course. I mean Russia They they want all the power to begin with and losing any 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 uh, state or country they, they're going to want back. I mean, Ukraine's just the beginning, in my point. Like, they're going to want... They want Ukraine. They're going to want everybody else. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they want anyone, anyone else. I don't think they're going to really operate here like the Nazis. But, I mean, I'm not going to say... I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, you're wrong. You could be right. But let's just... Let's talk a little history here. So, the Soviet Union... Was huge at one point with the Soviet Union, which, of course, now people refer to as Russia, which is not Russia. Current day Russia gave up hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles of land to become the current day Russia. But when it was a Soviet Union, they had, 
you know, over easily over six, seven other nations now under their power that were, you know, under the USSR and was considered the one Russian nation. The Soviet Union was founded in 1922 on December 30th and was dissolved in 1991, December 26th. So, what, 1922 to 1991? I mean, almost 100 years, but... That's 70 years. 70 years of the Soviet Union, you know, to have power. And Ukraine was one of those countries that they had power of during that time. Uh, so, there, there, there could be some kind of an advancement. You know, I have to get into more detail on that. That'd be another podcast, exactly what the gainmanship would be for Russia to have control of Ukraine again. Uh, but they had control of them for that long of time. And the Soviet Union was a com- uh, communi- uh, communist government. And then it was dissolved. When it was dissolved, they went to democracy. But their, the Russian version of democracy is really, really fucking blurry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, put it this way. So... They had their last four their last four leaders led for about ten years, and when I say last four leaders, I mean prior to their current uh, leader Putin. Uh-huh. But Putin has been in power since twenty twelve, so ten years, and that that doesn't just seem like a democracy to me. No. And I don't know what the difference was between the the, the other the prior leaders, but with Putin, we're not seeing that. So you know, in the last four, the last four leaders only led for about ten years. Putin's been in power. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sorry. The last four leaders led only for about. It was half of that, like four or f- five years, okay. and Putin has been in power for ten. Okay. So it's, I mean, it, I mean, that's not a democracy, right? I mean, it, and I mean, it, it could be. It just, I mean, who's to say? I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking to thinking of what U.S. democracy is, right? We elect an uh, official president yeah, every four years. But I'm not saying our democracy is the right way to go and that's the way to be. I mean, they obviously, they, they say they're, they're democracy, they're democracy. Yeah, well, democracy. A, de- a, a different a, kind of democracy. Elected, ele- elected officials. And if Putin keeps getting elected, like, the, for instance, like, United States, uh, like here in the States, we have a limit to their terms. Like they can only serve a total of... And that's two, what it is, right? But it, it's not like that in Russia, right? I don't believe so. I mean, if he's still there, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's not. I mean, if he keeps getting elected for... He keeps getting elected for a reason. And it might be him brainwashing people or being uh, strong-arming them or whatever, but he's still in power. Yeah, he still is, and these these wars like in Russia, like these these rivalries that like Ukraine and like you know Scotland and England, and I mean I'm not saying these in order, you know, if to anyone listening, but like these European countries, let's just say that their rivalries go back thousands of years, bro. Oh, yeah. thousands of years, oh, like yeah. to like way like you gotta really read deep down into a history book. Because if a lot of people are gonna, you know, come out with you with the common knowledge that's taught in everyday school with World War One, World War Two, and you know the beef between European countries and Western powers and blah 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 blah. But the beef between like you know the Ottoman Empire, which was an old you know Russian Empire, and like you know the the Persian Empire, and you know you got the the Greeks and then the Romans. 
you know, and you know the Protestants, you know, when it became a Christianity war, which you know a lot, you know, you know, Britain was involved. You know, the Spaniards, they there are rivalries that go thousands and thousands of years back, far, far vast beyond anything uh, that we have documented in our history books between these European countries. And so, like, and and and, the, and I bring that up because they still like abide by those rivalries and fucking oh, yeah. hate each other. Oh yeah. And like Ukraine has been ex been around, you know, a known nation, you know, yeah, as Ukraine since thirty two thousand BC. So I mean, think about that. So if you're just thinking about that, and I mean, they got a population of, of forty one point three million. So they got a lot of people there, you know. And and if and if and I were to tell you about Ukraine, would you you to me? Okay, I'm not I'm not okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to accuse you, but if you were to ask me about Ukraine and how big the country was and how the population just just you know you you came up to me like those guest shows, you know, yeah. the, the, I'll give you $100 if you get some most accurate information and you put a microphone to my face and said, "How big is Ukraine?" I would say not very big at all. Which in actuality, it's probably the size, half the size, a little bit bigger than Texas, maybe about closest, you know, similar. And uh how many people live there? I wouldn't even think that that many people live there. I wouldn't think I just would just think it's a poor third-world European country. However, though, it's got a lot of history. And it's got, you know, it, it exists as its own for a reason and became its own nation for a reason. Like I said, they got 41.3 million people. How many people do you think live in Russia? Russia? About like 100 million. Yeah, that's pretty good. 144.1 million people live in Russia. And I always thought because of the vast majority of land, but what I did learn in elementary school is that the majority of land in Russia is uninhabitable. You can't live there. It's too cold for the most part, right? A lot of it touches the pole, north. And uh, so a lot of the major cities are closer to... Uh, the other states. Yeah, not, yeah, the other states of Europe, other countries of Europe, you know... Poland, you know, Czech, uh, you know, yeah. Ukraine, <laughs> etc. Yeah, so all those countries, and uh, in '91 is when they gained independence. Obviously, is when Russia became its own country, and in '94 they joined NATO, Ukraine. I'm talking about, and so you know who NATO is, right? Yes. It's like an alliance of all a bunch of countries, you know, pretty much like the United Nations that. Are you know kind of created this group, which is a good thing. I feel like to you know to to stand up against like foreign powers, against smaller countries, no. just invading them and taking yeah. them out. Yeah, it gives us, That's it gives them backup. And let's let's you know, for me, to, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be realistic. It's backed by the fucking U.S. In other words, if you mess with any of these other smaller countries, they're all gonna join up. But their ultimate power backing is the U.S. Oh yeah, would you not disagree? World War Two. I mean. Right, yeah. Yes, exactly. And the reason now why Russia is now lined up thousands and thousands of troops on the Ukrainian border is because of this, adva this advancement of NATO. These countries that keep joining NATO and pretty much, you know, taking power away from these other countries that refuse to join NATO, like Russia, mm -hmm. and they got beef about that. Oh, yeah. Of course, you're gonna get pissed off. Like, hey, uh, you know, you go hang out with this guy, but you're not hanging out with me anymore. So, well, fuck yourself. You know? 
Yeah, kind of like that kind of deal. It's just like you know, you're you kind of see. I don't want. I wouldn't say from Russia's point of view, your rivals. But see, that's the thing is, it's not your rivals. If you if you have if you're a bigger guy and you keep fucking with somebody that's smaller than you, and he starts to get a bunch of other little guys uh-huh. and a few other bigger guys to fuck you up, you know you have it coming. You kind of expected that, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like Russia feels like their position is that they kind of feel like. These other guys are building around them yeah. with the fact that they haven't done anything wrong. And right, they right. feel that as a threat. Yeah, because they gotta shut, you know, fuck one of these little guys up. Because eventually it's going to fuck with their economy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know if it's just about them fucking one of these little guys up. But they definitely need that. They feel like they need one of these little guys back into their territory for no. economy advancements. Yeah. And now... With what we kind of talked about earlier in the week, I don't think we podcasted this. I think it was a discussion that we had. It was about how other countries that are, let's quote-unquote, anti-American. And off the top of your head, what countries would you say those would be? That are powers. Every other country. That has, (laughs) for the most part, yeah, lay terms. China. China. North Korea, North Korea and Russia, Russia Iran, Iran, to name a few. But, I mean, those are threats, yeah. right? So, in the last couple of days, since all this, you know, the, the Russian military building up thousands of soldiers, America sending NATO soldiers, uh, American soldiers and NATO soldiers lining up around the borders of Russia to uh, prevent Russia invading Ukraine has now led to Russia meeting up with China, which I already suspected that they kind of had some kind of, I don't know if it's a treaty, whatever it is, they... They're homies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're They're homies. They're homies. And so, yeah, they recently came out publicly, you know, the Chinese leader, the Russian leader have met up and said, yes, fuck NATO. We're tired of these motherfuckers ganging up around us and building this NATO group. You know, we feel threatened. Mm-hmm. And, and and people, I like for one, like, oh, yeah, China, Russia, you feel threatened. But I, yeah, I don't know if it's that they feel threatened, but I think they feel like they, it's time that, that they did something about it. Yeah, I agree. And so, I mean, think about that. You have China, who we already know. And a lot of, it's it's funny with, with China, if they they've been a superpower for so long, but us so hardcore as Americans, myself speaking, is we kind of just ignore it, like whatever we're American. But like China is just like how how dangerous do you actually think China really is? Oh, they're very dangerous. They're very dangerous. See, and, and for me, for me, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean. If we went to war with anyone, anyway, I'm American, and I'm, I hope America just does damage and that we would win. I hate to see any kind of war break out. Yeah. But when you talk about China, the only threat I feel from them is not any kind of military advancement. But I feel uh, the only threat is their numbers. But I don't think that, you know, as far as the population, but I don't think that matters when you're no, dropping doesn't. bombs. No, but, uh, you know, I think I'm just talking like every other American that is there's there's their military is definitely capable uh, they definitely are a bigger threat to what I feel. At least they are. No, yeah, they're 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 a very big threat. But I, I I get where you're at. Like, I I also agree that I mean, if any any war breaks out or anything, like we have the 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 sources to fuck anybody up. And the way I I see it too, like if okay, you're gonna fuck me up, I'm gonna fuck you up even harder. 
and it's like you know I think if this goes to a third world war uh, we're gonna be fucked like everyone like it's not gonna it's not just gonna be those those, those wars people. that we knew those before people. I mean do you think that um, do you think that uh, that these uh, these wars if it were to happen, were to uh, have the chance to come to U.S. soil? Most definitely. That's what I am afraid of. I, I honestly think that it is because it's always U.S. going everywhere else, going everywhere else. And if China and Russia are tired of, you know, NATO, quote-unquote, I mean, USA, uh, yeah, they're going to, you know, we keep fucking everybody else up. They're going to want to give us a taste of our own fucking medicine. You know, come fucking bomb us show us suffering make us you know weak fuck us up like you know make us worry about taking care of ourselves yeah and i, and I think like I, i'm not disagreeing with you but i think like our point of view would be just would be the same as yours we're kind of just seeing the wars from the past happening here however let me just take with what you said and kind of just change it up i think because of the advancements in technology not just military technology, but in technology overall, that the war would be fought a lot differently than the combat that we've seen, like in World War One, World War Two. Of course. And let me elaborate on that. It would be more of a technological, a techno technological, if I said that right, uh, warfare. Which I mean, like there would be cyber warfare, which means China or Russia could shut down our power, invade our infrastructure as far as you know our networking systems, and everything's connected through the internet now. Banking, mm -hmm. transportation, you could fuck everything up, you know, yeah. by you know cyber warfare. Um, I don't know how much trigger pulling that'll be. There'll be there'll be some, but my biggest fear. And I think it, it would just be fuck all the bullshit, like trigger pulling. And that's how you fuck up the United States. Would it be, be beyond cyber warfare, nuclear yeah. war. Yeah, exactly. And if we have a nuclear war, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. The whole planet's fucked. And that's what I'm getting at where, you know, if it is a nuclear war, you know, say China or Russia bombs Texas or us here in the California, the U.S. is going to come and fucking bomb everything else. I, I don't see the U.S. going down without taking Everyone the whole world with them. Yeah, so let's see what happens.